Welcome to the Orion Podcast, hosted by Jessa and Laurel of A Stellar Co., a podcast that connects you with the knowledge and resources you need to drive a more conscious form of capitalism. Orion starts now. Hey, Laurel. Hey, Jessa. Who's our guest today? We have Catherine Rogers of Maya Moonco. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here with you both. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Jessa, how do we meet Catherine? Oh, we met Catherine actually through a previous Orion guest, Jessica Tissue, Bliss Foods. And we had such a good time connecting with Jessica that we actually celebrated her birthday with her. And that's where we were introduced to Catherine at a, might I add, outdoor safe, socially distanced celebration in a park. It was lovely. And we just had a little girl gathering, female feminine energy ceremony. And Catherine was kind enough to share her cacao with us during this time. And we're like, whoa, wait, tell us more. And uh, yeah, it turns out that's our business and our life. And we learned more and uh, got super excited, of course, to learn more about Catherine and Maya Moon. So thanks for joining us. And uh Look forward to uh, hearing more about your story. Absolutely. So, yeah, go ahead. No, you go. Let's start at the very beginning. When did you when did you launch Maya Moon and why? And maybe you can give us a little bit of background of what you were doing in life before this opportunity came to your door. What called you to it, and how you just like got going with Maya Moon. Sure. Yeah. So Maya Moon was launched in April a year and a half ago. It was our official kickoff launch. And we had a Kickstarter before that uh, that actually seed funded our first product line, which is our chakra chocolate truffle gift box. Um, but the idea for Maya Moon was kind of an evolution over time. So my first foray in business was doing marketing actually and strategic brand development for health and wellness companies. So Spent 10 years in that space working in both the public and private sector. And in that time, had always been very passionate about health and good food and sustainability. And really, my whole life, you know, some of my first memories are of being in the kitchen with my mom, making yummy things. And I grew up in a household where health and holistic health was a major focal point. So that was definitely in my DNA. I also grew up near Lake Tahoe and spent you know, my whole childhood outside basically in the mountains. So felt this deep connection to nature. And then as I started learning more about food systems and the nexus between sourcing and sustainable ingredients and how that supports health in the body, I just became more and more interested and passionate about that. And then in my 20s, I actually suffered some stress-related health conditions, autoimmune type symptoms. So really got the opportunity to double down on my health for my own sake and really got into functional nutrition and really understanding the mechanisms by which healthy food support our overall body and our well-being. And all of that led up to, as I was still working full-time doing marketing, I actually launched, goodness, it probably was like in... 2016, I want to say, a a catering company in San Diego. And we did all farm to table events, which was awesome. And 
a big focal point with that was natural desserts. So desserts that were made with functional health supporting ingredients that tasted amazing. And through that, um, my moon company was essentially born. We got to a point with catering where I love the work and recognize that from a big picture business perspective, it wasn't sustainable to try to scale a catering company because it's a one-to-one ratio of time and energy input and output. And so I started thinking about what could be something that would allow us to share those core ethos of health, connection, and sustainability with the broader community. And the chocolate truffles um, came to the forefront and really became the central focus. And in that vein, what is Maya Moon's role in society? Why are you here and how are you improving the world? Well, we always say we exist to create a delicious the delicious, I can't even say it right now, a delicious shift. And what that means is that in each moment of connection that people have with Maya Moon Company, there's an opportunity to experience a connection to the heart space. And we can talk more about how cacao is a heart opener and has this really potent potency in doing that. Um, and we believe that through more heart-centered living, that we together can create a healthier world, a more connected world, and we always do everything with sustainability in mind. So that's what we stand to do. Yes, and particularly, well, of course I'm interested in everything, but particularly the supply chain choices that you make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're purposeful, intentional, and there's a reason for each one of those decisions. Walk us through um, what the ingredients were at the start and if they've changed now based on any supply chain shifts or, or just walk us through your supply chain in general for the truffles and the cacao. Absolutely. Yeah. So we make both um, chocolate truffles and they're all natural with health supporting ingredients. And then we also have um, what we call ceremonial grade drinking chocolate, which we can talk about as well. Um, But in all of our products, um, quality and quality and sustainable sourcing of ingredients is paramount. So that was actually a really big challenge when we got started because we are a small batch artisan company. And the more you dive into the world of cacao, the more it becomes clear how many challenges there are in sustainable sourcing and traceability, right? If you think about a big company like a Hershey's or some of the other large chocolate companies, they're importing cacao beans Um, from all over the world and in a lot of places because it's mostly grown. So cacao grows best 10 and 10 degrees north and south of the equator. So it has a somewhat limited optimal growing region. And so in places like Europe or the U.S. where there's a large market for chocolate and cacao products, it's being imported. And unless you're really connected to the origin and the source, it's very hard to trace where you're getting it from, who's growing it and the labor and environmental things that are happening in those spaces. And there's a long history of abuse in the cacao industry, both from environmental degradation, but also um, labor injustice issues. And so um, we have worked over time to cultivate more direct connections with the farms that we source from. And so right now we have three origins for our cacao. Um, We partner with an organic farmers collective in Peru. So it's a group of small farms that are all certified organic that work together to grow and then put their beans into this amazing paste from Peru. And it's rich and sweet. And because with the certification and the fact that it's we know who they are and it's this small collective, 
we know and trust that they're doing really good things for themselves and for the community and the environment. So that's wonderful. Um, we have a similar collective in Ecuador. It's also an orga a certified organic farmers collective. And why the collective is helpful is because a lot of farms, a lot of cacao farms in Central and South America are still fairly small. So it's kind of a challenge because if you have a huge company like a Hershey's, right, they can get beans from all over and they're bringing it in. But when you're doing small batch stuff, we're not to a point that we want to be able to order like a pallet of product. So it's really helpful for us to work with collectives of farms that can work together, put all the beans in the same pot, and then we get this really beautiful balanced flavor profile. We also do have one single origin source from Ecuador. So that's one farm that grows this incredible depth of flavor, rich cacao. It's a fifth generation farm, the Rainforest Alliance certified and they do all these amazing social justice programs in the community where they work with women and they're really passionate about bringing resources, economic resources into the local community as well. So we love getting to understand where our products are coming from and how those that piece of the supply chain can support not just health benefits and abundance here for our consumers, but for every touch point in our system. That's really, I love how aware and conscious you are with your supply chain. And when you're talking about this, it's reminding me that I went to a cacao farm in Costa Rica, a cacao and spice farm. And when you talk about growing up and going like in a holistic health type household, I did not. I'm from Missouri, and we are very much, I guess, with the exception of livestock and corn, <laughs> we're very much meat and potatoes. And I had a lot of processed food, and I still do. But I was shocked. I, I didn't realize how naive I was about the raw state of the food I was eating. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what a cacao bean was and what a plant looked like in the tree. And I was shocked when they cut it open and there was like the milky substance and got out the beans and tried it. You know, I was like, I thought this was came in like a tin jar of like just cocoa powder. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I never thought about it. And then this same place too had like pepper and cinnamon bark mm. and they just showed it slicing it off the trees. And my mind was blown. And since then, I think that was really, and this was 10 years ago, but it was my real, eye-opening into how processed foods are and mm -hmm. thinking about Snickers bars. And anyway, I have, a, I have a lot of opinions about chocolate and where it comes from. I love European chocolate. Anyway, but yeah, as you're talking about this, I was thinking like, it's so wonderful that you can name exactly where everything's coming from. And it's like this pure, like decadent chocolate and cacao that you're like making these products out of. Yeah, thank you. I love that. Well, and it's so true, right? We live in a world where we buy chocolate off the shelf, which is very far removed from the farm that it's grown on. So we obviously encourage everyone, if they have an opportunity like you did, Jessa, to go out and see for themselves what the process looks like. And hopefully with all with the pandemic, we aim to start to run tours where we can actually go down and visit the farms that we source from. So stay tuned in the future as travel hopefully opens up for that. But in the meantime, you know, it's about education and really understanding that it's much more than just that beautiful decadent treat of a product that you're enjoying in your home. But there's so many players in the mix and we really want to make sure that every step of the way 
um, is being done with love and intention too, right? Because we are big proponents at My Moon that we are what we eat and that the energy that's being invested in the food matters and that you can taste it. And people often say when they drink or eat our cacao products that they can taste the love in it. And it's real. It's true, right? Well, it's real. I mean, it's not verifiably real, but you notice the difference in the flavor profile. And that's because of the attention paid every step of the way to the quality and integrity in the product. An amazing compliment. It is. I know. I love that. I, people say like, you know, we're out at like an outreach event. People eat it. They're like, wow, like I can taste the love in this. And I'm like, ah, oh, what we're trying to do is coming through. That is wonderful news. So it's great. I can vouch. I, it's verified on my side. I uh, bought the chakra truffles and the midnight moon truffle set, as well as the ceremonial cacao for my anniversary, my wedding anniversary with my husband. And of course I did not, <laughs> I did not mix it the way that you did for us in a way that was like, Oh man, your ceremonial cacao was like, Oh, I felt every moment of it. And you know, James and I drank the cacao and we just felt, yeah, the love, I guess I was trying to describe it as, as like a light, like a light hearted kind of laughy, just light love. Um, and I could feel it. Thank you for blessing and infusing your ingredients with such love. And there, there was one, um, one of the troubles we had was like uh, the solar plexus, mm -hmm. uh, bee pollen. Tell us about like your honey and your bee situation because we interviewed um, a local beekeeper from San Diego who's ha who happens to be one of my friends and it was a pretty magical interview and I just think bees are super magical. They've been guiding me for the past several weeks now and I want to hear all about your, your bee stories. I love that. Well, thank you. And we were honored to get to celebrate your anniversary with you through our cacao. Um, that's a real blessing. Yeah. So our bees, so we source, so all of our chocolate truffles are sweetened with raw honey. It's never heated. It's never processed. And we source through Mikulich honey, who is an amazing, um, um, source of a local beekeepers collective. So we're based here in San Diego and, um, Erica is the owner of Mikulich and they're amazing. So it's a collective of beekeepers that keep their bees on land up in Vista and Valley center area. And it's all organic or wild lands, meaning that there's nothing being infused into the system besides nature's input. And we use a wildflower honey. And so those beautiful floral notes, and it's also amazing for the allergies, right? Because the bees are using the pollen to make the honey. So there's a ton of functional benefits with raw honey and it's a whole food, right? So the body recognizes recognizes it as something natural. It's easier to assimilate. It's full of vitamins and minerals. So there's all these amazing health benefits. And then we do use the bee pollen on our solar plexus chakra truffle, like you mentioned. And bee pollen is really fascinating because bee pollen is actually a food source for bees. So um, attention to sustainable harvesting is really important. And so the beekeepers that are part of the Mikulich Collective 
um, source in the spring and summertime when there's ample supply of the pollen. And that's really important because the bees have to stock up through the winter months on that food source. So it's really important to make sure that we're not over harvesting pollen. And so Mikulich does an amazing job of making sure that all of the bees that are part of their collective are healthy and well. So we like to say that people can be rest assured when they buy from Maya Moon that they're also supporting healthy pollinator populations here in San Diego. That's beautiful. <laughs> and, and delicious. I mean, honey is like the sweet nectar of the earth. Every time we use it, we open, we have a five gallon drum that we have when we're making our travels. Every time we open, I'm just like, Oh, it's incredible. The aromas are incredible. It, it's like this liquid gold, literally. So we're honored to get to use it in our products. It's magic. And, and it's not just the magical ingredients you use, how they are uh, grown, harvested, how they're infused in the chocolate. It's also you provide meditations and some other experiences around your products. Tell us about that and why you chose mm -hmm. to invigorate your business with mindfulness. Yeah, well, so we talked a little bit about some of the foundational roots of Maya Moon and, and where I personally evolved to in creating the company. And as I was going through my own health challenges, I also was starting to connect on a more spiritual path and really finding meditation and other practices as a way just to feel that connection in my mind and in my spirit. And when Maya Moon was just starting to be an idea, I was meditating one day because I wanted to bring a powerful edible and connective experience to Burning Man, in fact. And so I was meditating and got very clear, like it was almost like a download about chakra chocolate truffles specifically. And in that meditation, I was, I got this image of being in circle and sharing, passing the cacao and feeling that connection to community. And then literally each of the flavors came through. And after the fact, I looked, you know, I researched it and I'm like, okay, what are the benefits? And it's fascinating because each of the flavors that arrived in that meditation have very specific functional benefits that support each chakra that I was shown to use them for. So it's kind of this wild nexus of functional medicine and spirituality that really inspired that first attempt at bringing those things together. And I did end up bringing the experience to Burning Man, which was, we think we had 70 people that just came from the play and, and gathered with us. And we passed around cacao and did this very in-depth chakra alignment with the chocolate. And it was really powerful. That was actually one of the one of the more powerful spiritual experiences I've had in my life. There was like a lightning and thunderstorm happening and all this energy flowing. And I was just like, whoa, like we are tapping into another field is what it felt like. And the more that I've worked with cacao and learned about its history and its origins and its original cultivation. So Theobroma cacao, which is cacao's scientific name, translates to mean food of the gods. Theobroma is food of the gods. And it was given that name because when cacao was first cultivated um, by the Aztec and Olmec societies in the Amazon rainforest about 5,300 years ago, it was drank in ceremony and in circle. And cacao's um, active compound theobromine is a cardiovascular stimulant. So it increases blood flow 
and energy in the cardiovascular system, which is why it's considered a heart opener. It also through that process is, is a mild stimulant. So it creates an altered and expansive brain state, right? So people, if you drink it in the morning, um, it's really good for meditation or boosting productivity, but you don't get that crash like you might with caffeine. And so it makes perfect sense, of course, right? The original cultivars were like, whoa, look at this amazing cacao. They prepared it into a drinking thing and would sit all night in circle and ceremony, tapping into totally different insights and points of awareness. So I think in many ways, it's natural for cacao with this reverence for it as this very powerful functional superfood to want to be enjoyed with intention, whether that's in circle in a community event or on your own in meditation and reflection. So in many ways, when you buy um, our chakra set specifically, although they're on our website and accessible to anyone, and we encourage you to do that, we have recorded meditation tracks for each chakra um, that pair with the cacao. And it really is paying homage to cacao's origins and roots and its power as this uh, heart, mind, spirit connector. Yeah, it, in, in my experience, um, I wanted to see if my husband and I could just go with the flow and see what would happen together. And I did feel like more of like an openness. Of course, we were outside, the wind was blowing, it was a beautiful, it was Halloween, so it was a blue moon, and it was during the day, um, but you know, you could feel the blue moon energy, and and we took the, the solar plexus, the chakra tr truffle, and you know, red cards and the card that we pulled uh, was St. Rita of Kasha, which I had mentioned is my patron saint of my high school. And she is mostly represented by bees because she was known to walk around with bees but never be harmed. Mm -hmm. And so there was just this magical image of bees and we had just eaten the bee pollen. And I'm getting this message from the St. Rita of Kasha card that was such a huge figure in my childhood. And my husband has only pulled cards with me twice, and both times he's pulled the St. Rita of Kasha card. And it's like, okay, I get the message. I'm getting the download like you did. You know, I'm like, let's focus on this together. But that moment did cultivate the connection. It cultivated the community and an extra little vitality. And we had the whole afternoon of, like, just being fun together. And so anyone that's out there looking for – you know, you don't have to drink a bunch of alcohol. You don't have to go take a bunch of substances to, like, achieve a different state of being. It can be this beautiful, organic, natural, healing, nutritious, heart-opening moment. And thank you for, for bringing that option to those of us that are, like, interested in exploring different ways. Absolutely. It's, it's truly our pleasure um, in all of the ways. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, I know you are, sorry, is um, kind of where you started this story about how this came to you during meditation, I think is really remarkable. I mean, we hear the benefits of meditation all the time, but it's something that I think is really hard for a lot of people to pick up and to stick with and to get in and make time for. And so from an entrepreneurial mindset and business approach that getting into that space allowed you to create your vision. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so amazing that 
you know, it's not like you just close your eyes, meditate for five minutes, boom, you know, problems are solved, (laughs) but you get into that space and you really connect with yourself and find that meaning and your purpose. And I just think that is such a great success story about how you're able to, to start your business idea and how it all just like came together. And like you said, like it all aligned with the chakras and the flavors and, that it's so important to make time for your oneself to have that space. Agree. Yeah, it is remarkable. Um, it's, it's kind of wild. I mean, if you had asked me five years ago, if I would be running a conscious cacao company, I don't know that I would have said yes, you know, and as the catering company was wanting to evolve, I was looking at opportunities for sustainably sourced desserts that had functional benefits, right? So this is kind of like the keto paleo um, type concepts, right? Thinking about how to still enjoy sweet treats, but not have them create crazy spikes in blood sugar or have all these preservatives and other things that just aren't supportive of the body. And we had originally thought to make kind of these like dairy free, naturally sweetened little like cheesecake type desserts. And we were using a lot of almonds in our original recipe. And right around that time, um, the almond industry changed because almond milk was becoming very popular. And it has become or it became increasingly difficult to source organic, properly managed almonds. Um, And I just realized at that point, I said, you know, one of our core values is around true sustainability. And it made me very concerned that if we were scaling a business that was reliant on an industry, a product that had many challenges in true sustainability, because almonds are also very water intensive. It's just, it's a difficult crop. And so it just didn't feel right. And that was right around the time that that meditation happened. And there was a pivot that led me down the road to cacao. So it is very interesting to build a business, you know, with kind of a spiritual bent and and continuing to walk the line between thoughtful, conscientious and sustainable growth for the business and to continue to pay attention and to listen to the insights and information coming through and to merge um, those into something of meaning and impact in the world. But that's what excites me about it. I'm like, I wake up every day and I'm like, we get to do this. We get to not just build a business that brings joy and connection into people's lives through delicious cacao, but we also get to demonstrate what's possible when business is done with a lot of intention and a connection to something greater than ourselves. Yes. And when you're talking about that, it's reminding me of when we first met and neuroplasticity was coming up. And this is a new word to me. I've just heard it in the last month, but now it's everywhere because that's how it works. But, and you know how you can change your neural pathways and manifest. And when you listen to the universe. And so I think what you're saying that is, okay, I have this idea for these cheesecakes, but they use almonds. Like you could have compromised and said, okay, well, this isn't a hundred percent, but it's good enough. Or it's, which is my mantra, but another podcast. And it's like, but you said that true sustainability is so important to you. And so by saying no to that and not compromising your values, you are able to have space for this other idea to come in. That is like really, like you said, this magical purpose that you're able to fulfill and just everything lined up. 
It was such an amazing example of that. Thank you. Yeah. One of my business coaches who was really paramount in helping me to not just cultivate the, you know, strategic plan for Maya Moon's growth, but also the mindset required as the leader of this company to really be in my center and encourage and confidence. And, you know, for any entrepreneur who's wanting to be a pioneer, meaning that we're creating something new or different, there's inherent challenge in that, right? And there's a lot of naysayers. And I've talked to a lot of very successful entrepreneurs that are like, I don't think that's possible. Or why can't you just focus on kind of like the traditional pathway of growth? And I always fall back and like, that's, that's not the point we get to, it's a yes and experience, right? So it's like, you get to build something that's connected to all of the things that me personally are, I'm passionate about. And therefore I'm inspired to wake up every day and to do more of in the world. And we get to be abundant and successful and scalable and all of those things. So that's what excites me about it. The yes and experience. And that, you know, I I believe that in our world today and in these times, like there are no limitations to what's possible. And in that vein of neuroplasticity, right, which is really around the brain's capacity to constantly change and evolve and to cultivate new connections, new synapses. And the, the fastest way to, to do that and, is, and to create new neural pathways is to disrupt ritual and routine, right? So if I'm, I've been doing something one way for however long I've been doing it, if I start to shift that routine and ritual and do something different, the brain is like, wait, what's going on here? It's destabilizing for the brain, but that's a good thing because as we continue to play with that, the brain becomes more open to different experiences and we start to create opportunities for new connection points to be formed. And that is the pathway to expansion of consciousness, right? I mean, if we believe that we as individuals are co-creating the collective reality, which I very much do believe that, then the more that we can expand our mind's capacity to understand, to make meaning and to lean into new territory, you know, the more we're on the pathway towards that, both for ourselves and for the collective. So certainly very exciting. It's exciting to, you know, ideally continue to listen and to gather feedback, not just from experts in the field, but from internal resource, right? This connection to inner wisdom and to insights and downloads, however you want to describe it, information coming through that's part of that expansive spiral of newness. And yeah, it's an emerging, it's an emerging field. What we're doing is brand new and that's really exciting too. It, it is. I mean, you mentioned several words that resonate, obviously entrepreneurs being pioneers. That's just, I just, it makes my heart sing when I hear that because I feel that so strongly and Jessa and I coming from a place of yes and that is just what we're a part of. She introduced it to me obviously through um, improv classes and then now it's sort of the theme of my marriage is like this yes and love. We come from everything from a place of mm-hmm, mm-hmm and I'm going to build on that and I'm going to choose love every time instead of the opposite. And the, the cacao ceremony for me was the ability to declutter, which is like what Jess and I really love to do with businesses is like, okay, declutter everything, just declutter all the stuff. And who am I? Or in a Stellar Co's, you know, framework, 
what, what is the business? What is this business? But who am I exists in the space between breaths, between thinking, between all of the doing that we as human beings are just doing all the time. And cacao is a helpful tool in broadening that space. And like you said, opening the brain and like retraining the brain to go, okay, core, who am I? from the inside out. And then from there, that's where all the brilliant innovation comes from. So entrepreneurs that are like, you know, we make fun of them in the Silicon Valley shows or run around with their gurus on the side, you know, well, I mean, you come up with really good ideas when you're meditating and when you're opening your mind and your space. Thank you for, for sharing this. You said, if you would have asked yourself five years ago, would you be in conscious cacao company? Um, where now, as you are now, where do you see Maya Moon in five years or yourself in five years, if you can imagine that? Yeah. Well, that's intriguing. I mean, who knows, honestly. But my my desire is to continue. (laughs) Well, so what's happening with the company now, right? So we were created about a year and a half ago and have been on a wonderful trajectory of growth, which is what every small business entrepreneur could hope for, right? Is when I started this, the vision was to scale and to get consciously sourced cacao into the hands of millions of people around the world, right? And bit by bit, we're making progress that way. We still have a long way to go, which excites me. So yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost is just continuing to grow our offerings and to continue to offer um, beautiful products and paired experiences that allow more people to incorporate cacao into their regular rituals and routines, right? So a big piece of this is the recognition that we believe that the more that we as individuals are living and leading with our hearts open, that this is where radical, positive and loving shifts can take hold in the world, right? So we believe that the more people that are living and leading from their hearts, the better world that we're all going to get to live in, right? And that part of that is tapping into that sweet spot for each of us where we're really using the gifts and things that we enjoy most and that are natural to us to create positive changes in the world, right? So that vision maintains that the more people that get to experience cacao and get to incorporate it regularly into their routines, the better, Um, which is why we're currently in the process. So we have our functional drinking, we have our ceremonial cacao that is going to be rolled into a line of functional drinking chocolate. So these will be more daily drivers that pair the cacao with other herbs, fruits, and spices that have supporting benefits. So there'll be a blend for hormone balance that pairs with the moon cycles and beautiful nurturing support for the womb space. We're doing an inflammation reducing blend that just helps in general, right? There's so many factors coming in and feedback that makes our body react and this causes inflammation. So just mellowing and relaxing that. We're going to do a brain boost blend that'll have adaptogenic mushrooms and other things that help to get that brain really strengthened and wired up for new ideas and insights coming through. So that's going to look for that in 2021. So that's kind of more of the one year plan. And then we're also working on opening up a flagship cacao cafe. So this will be a place where community can come and sip cacao and bring a date or your best friends and get in that juicy frequency of heart open expansion. And 
create connection and romance and joy and new business ideas in a community space. So it's going to become a hub for that. And, you know, pie in the sky, but we think it's possible. Uh, just like the Starbucks became the third place where people gather and drink their coffee and it's this loved place and experience and it's become a ritual, we really see an opportunity for cacao cafes across the U.S. and across the world where people have this beloved drink that makes them feel amazing and that we can start to share in that truly sustainably sourced um, beverage that also cultivates more heart openness. So that's what's next for the company. Certainly in five years, I mean, we could have cafes all over the place, which would be amazing. And we'll see where the roads take us. You know, I'm excited right now in this kind of next cycle of growth in year two, because I joke that my first role in the company was CEO, chief everything officer, which I think is true for most startup founders. Um, and we've gotten to a point now where I've been able to outsource some of the critical functions like marketing management and our production team. And we're in the process right now of hiring uh, more hands in the kitchen. So chocolatier roles, which is fun and exciting. And getting to start to do that and to see the caliber of candidates that are drawn to Maya Moon that want to be part of this vision and mission is so exciting. And I'm really jazzed up about that personally, because it's, it's giving me the opportunity to see what's next for me and leading the company and getting to kind of zoom out and to focus on these really beautiful strategic alliances and collaborations and continued focus on more high quality sourcing and procurement of all of these supportive herbs and mushrooms and things that we're going to add with the cacao. And so I get to continue to do the work that I love and we get to build a, a, a larger structure and system that can enroll more inspiring pioneers and young people that want to be part of a company that is truly committed to things that matter, that get them excited to wake up and go to work every day. So that's my hope for us, continuing to just grow and expand and to enroll more brilliant, inspiring people and young people too. There's a mentorship opportunity that are going to create a better world, whether they stay with Maya Moon or move on to other endeavors. So, I think it's really laudable, the investment that you made in creating a, a company culture that is based on foundational values, you have a vision, you've planned it all out, and now you're attracting mm -hmm. all the people. Like, it's just you get to sit back and they're kind of like coming coming to you because of this beautiful, I don't know, attractive flower that you've blossomed and all the bees want to come and, and be with you. Uh, yeah. Thank you. And it's just the beginning. I mean, I've been, so we're still quite small as a company and I've been doing a lot of research around B Corp certification, what that means. And there's some awesome resources out there that can be utilized in the early stages. So before we're ready and large enough to go through the actual certification process, but as kind of these checklist guideposts to help inform how we structure our company, how we build our foundation. So when we're ready to go down that path of certification, that those mechanisms are already in place. It is part of our company culture DNA and we continue to involve and improve. So um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited about what's to come in, in leading the way as an example of what's possible in business with so many other certified B Corps and just other companies that we collaborate with who are also committed to doing the same. 
Yeah, that's a that's a great shout out to the B Corp community. We had our startup um, pending certification just filed to make yeah. it final. So Congrats, that's wonderful. It is a lovely experience. And for those of you listening, we're like, what are you even talking about? Well, you can obviously listen to some of our other episodes, but there isn't a free online assessment. Like, like you're saying, Catherine, you can go on there and go, okay, these are all the things I need to be cognizant of. I need to think about thoughtfully the governance structure, the corporate structure, the environmental impact, the social impact. I just need to be aware of these things and plan them so that my business can be so um, clear on its vision and its core and its culture that it's creating that everything else will flow from there. And you'll, you'll have the ability to like respond to market changing market demands. I mean, I'm, when you were mentioning all these different herbal additives and ca- coming up with cafes, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Seriously, I w- it's, it is that uh, it's that constant thing of like not soon enough. And in the vein of sustainable growth, it's building it bit by bit, you know. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm very I'm very much looking forward to when that opens. It's a uh, it's been on my heart for some time. Yeah, we have a lot of recommendations. <laughs> I can't wait. We're we're ready when the right collaboration or opportunity comes. We're like, let's do it. So, yeah, we'll visit the Maya Moon website, um, and Catherine will will share with you all of our conscious constellations that we have in mind. We have a very special spa that might be a good place for you. I look forward to all of that. That's exciting. <laughs> and. Um, I was going to ask you, you mentioned about how meditation is so crucial mm-hmm. to start in the launch of Maya Moon. What are some of the other entrepreneurial practices you do to take care of yourself so that you can be the CEO, chief everything officer, but also delegate when you can? Um, <laughs> yes, more of that, please. More delegation. More, we more, Yeah, like how do you take care of yourself mm-hmm. beyond the chocolate, beyond the meditation? Yeah. So I firmly believe that we are what we eat. So diet and nutrition are critical components for me. I mean, as I mentioned, I'm very passionate about functional food and my diet's always evolving. I also believe in listening to our bodies and letting them guide us to what's in best support for our optimum health and well-being. I also have kitties to cuddle with at home. They're nice little components of my um, self-care. But yeah, so functional nutrition. So I'm a big proponent. I do like juicing pretty much every day and just getting lots of healthy organic veggies in my diet and just eating a balanced diet and food that fuels me Um, energetically. It helps me to have a clear mind. It helps me to get up in the morning ready to go and feeling excited. Um, I like to move my body. So whether that's I have like a morning asana practice, which is just the physical movement piece of yoga Uh, just to kind of get everything moving. It's not complex. It's literally about 15 minutes of time, but that's really supportive and helpful. Um, And then I'm also very passionate about Ayurvedic practices. So things like tongue scraping, which helps to just remove uh, toxins that are coming out of the mouth from the system. Um, And a really lovely nighttime self-care ritual called Abhyanga, which is essentially like a body massage that you do for yourself with oil. I use coconut oil, which is hydrating and nourishing. So just taking those moments um, in my daily ritual to connect in the body, mind, and spirit realm. And then of course, meditation 
Um, and then I also offer energy work. So I do a practice called Theta Healing. And what's beautiful about that practice is that um, it's in service to my clients, but you're tapping into this really high vibrational field in offering that. And so it's really beneficial for everybody involved. So it's pretty sweet because I get to help other people come back into alignment with their highest expression. And I always feel amazing after the fact. So I think it helps too that I get to do work every day that feels like love and service and joy. So I'm constantly jazzed up by what I get to create every day. What a good feeling. And I mean, that's one of the great things about being an entrepreneur is really following your passion and living it. And it's a lot of work, but I think when you believe in what you're doing, it doesn't feel like that much work. And so that being said, when you're talking about, you know, this being the CEO, chief everything officer and your self-care rituals, like how do you manage your work schedules? Like, like launching a business, scaling it, doing all the work that goes into it while still making time for yourself. Like, how do you set those boundaries? Well, I would say that's a constant evolution and practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, so cacao as an industry has a lot of ebbs and flows and it naturally slows down in the summer months. People just don't eat as much chocolate in the summer. And so we had a slow July, which we were anticipating. And I actually took almost a month off of work, which I literally have not done since I started working when I was 14. And I pretty much have been working and and or in school ever since nonstop. So it was like revolutionary. And it brought up so many fears around like the, oh my God, is the business going to fail if I do this? Like, am I doing enough? It was all of the self-doubt coming up. And I really gave myself permission to lean into that. And it was incredible. And the most amazing thing that came out of that was not only me feeling super reinvigorated and we're coming into our busy season now with the holidays and I am just stoked and on this like high energy wave of joy and enthusiasm. But because in large part, I was able to really take the time I needed to reset and rest and just soak up everything that had already happened. But the other amazing thing that came was that it took me out of the tunnel of action and being in motion to just allow and receive and all of these new opportunities just flooded in because there was space for me to recognize like oh like surveying the scenery so that was a really good lesson for me in finding like you're mentioning just that balance between being in motion and receiving the natural rhythm and flow of abundance that what we're building is becoming a magnetic field for Um, So that's a constant practice. And I intend to have like a very kind of set morning ritual and routine about four days a week. But I've found that some days I get up and I'm just like stoked and ready to roll. And so then I make a commitment of taking that time for myself in the evening or later in the day. But I've also been playing with kind of in the in the vein of neuroplasticity, which is to disrupt the, the set ritual to, to allow myself to be more in a cycle, like in a monthly flow, right? So kind of in alignment with the moon and my own natural rhythms and cycles where there's a couple of weeks in the month where I am like super driven, super motivated, just like boom, 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 ready to go. And I'm like, I'm going to ride that wave when I'm feeling that way. And there's usually at least a week in the month where I'm definitely called to be more introspective and to want to nurture and focus on self-care. 
And so I'm also giving myself more permission in that time to ride that wave as well. So it is challenging. And I don't think there's a right answer. I think it's different for everybody. And I'm constantly shifting and learning how to do it better. Um, And I definitely notice when I get out of rhythm with it too, because I'm like, it is really difficult for me to show up in that fight. The frequency that I desire to be in to support the company and our team. And when that happens, that's an opportunity for me to then really take a look and to sit with myself and to do that self-inquiry to do what's needed to come back to that, that grounded center. So I like what you're saying about, cause I'm, I've been working probably for the past half a year on syncing up with the moon cycle and doing things more on that cycle instead of like the Monday through Friday through Sunday weekly like rhythm. And it's, it's changed my life leaps and bounds because then I am absolutely aware. Like I used to feel when I was feeling more introspective or low energy, I used to feel bad about myself being like, come on, Laurel, why are you not like on top of your game and doing and achieving and, and maximizing every moment of your day with meetings. It's like, well, I'm tired. Well, you shouldn't be tired. You haven't even done anything. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to get into the moon rhythms, you're like, oh, like that is, I'm supposed to be more introspective. I'm supposed to be low energy. I'm supposed to calm down, take it down a few notches. And then it makes everything else blossom so much more. When I do have the high levels of energy, I can perform. I can perform a lot more in, with a lot less effort in a lot faster time. So that is time savings when you absolutely when you like reduce it and declutter and like calm down when your body's telling you to calm down, it makes everything else more efficient and creates more space for me. Yeah. And like you said, Laurel, I think it's also about creating new metrics of success that aren't based on the day-to-day productivity, but the big picture, right? The zoom out. Yeah. And this is, this is something that I'm really curious about in the commitment to naturalness, which to me is a, is a, continuation of the sustainability ethos is what does it feel like to allow the natural rhythm and flow for myself, but also for the business to emerge, right? And it's interesting because it is obviously also important to set goals and metrics and to keep ourselves accountable. And that's a very masculine approach to business, whereas the feminine frequency also invites this this rhythm and flow and this fluidity where things are coming and there's a receptivity and points of alignment and everything happening in perfect timing. So I'm really excited about getting to play with the balance of those two and to drive when it's time to drive and to receive when it's time to receive and to let that um, help the company to grow sustainably over, over time. And on that note, what does success mean to you? Mm, That's a great question. I mean, on a personal level, success means continuing to get to wake up every morning and do something that allows me to flex my core values and passions in the world in a way that is making a positive impact. And on a bigger picture level, success looks like creating pathways for abundance and connection for everyone that connects with my moon. And as I mentioned before, you know, we desire to connect to millions of people around the world through those pathways. And it starts with our core community, our production team and our farmers and our beekeepers and everyone that we partner with and our customers 
and how we're all getting to grow and evolve together. You're truly a stakeholder focused business. That's <laughs> great. That is a very, yes, that is very true. <laughs> and um, finish the sentence for us. Wouldn't it be cool if? Mm. Ooh, this is a good question. Wouldn't it be cool if we all felt that we had the resources, courage, and support to live and lead life on our terms? Brilliant. And it's time for your three-point landing on that note. I actually wrote this down because I was like, I want to make sure I, I speak these the way. Okay, so three takeaways. I think first and foremost, and this has been for me personally a major takeaway for the year, is that we get to choose the experience that we that we create and that we live. And specifically, like we also get to reclaim our health, we get to reclaim our power. So anything that we can do that brings us back into feeling empowered and connected to ourselves and our capacities, do it, right? Um, whether that means getting up in the morning and meditating or choosing, making healthier choices, right? It's in the day-to-day -day choices that we get to create our reality, right? And bit by bit, we can create a better world. So as much as we look to our politicians or our medical system to take care of us, it's really about us choosing every day in the choices that we make what world we want to create. So that's first and foremost, that we get to be in charge um, and claim it, own it, do it in your own life, you know? So that's one. Um, two is the reminder that we are Mother Earth embodied so that as we tend to our bodies with love and care and make choices centered around health and wellness and sustainability in our own lives, whether in the products we choose to eat or the car that we drive or using more sustainably sourced makeup or household products, whatever that might be, the more that we give loving care to ourselves, the better off our planet and earth will also be because the literally the earth is in every cell in our body and vice versa. So caring for ourselves is an act of caring for our earth and vice versa. Um, and then the third is that I invite all of us to the best that we can to continue to live and lead with our hearts, right? And that this obviously takes courage. Sometimes the message in our heart can be jarring, especially if we're out of alignment with that space. But I firmly believe that that is the true pathway towards a more aligned and loving world for all of us, which I think that most of us want. So whatever we need to do each and every day in our ritual and cacao is certainly a wonderful tool to support that heart open living, but whatever that looks like for each of us to make a commitment to spend a couple minutes each day, really connecting to our heart spaces and to see what can emerge when we do that. So to recap, we are in charge of our health. So claim it that you are mother earth embodied and to live and lead with your heart as often as possible. You're here. That's wonderful. Thank you. We love talking to you. Thank you so much. This has been a treat, literally, sharing all this with you. And I'm so happy we connected. And here's to more abundance and alignment for all of us and hopefully opportunities to drink and share beautiful cacao. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Send it, Jessa.
Thanks for listening and visit astellar.co. That's A-S-T-E-L-L-A-R dot C-O for reference materials from the podcast and to connect with Jessa and Laurel. Foxhole Studios specializes in audio production and can work remotely to meet your audiovisual needs whether you live in San Diego or not. Getting a podcast started? Contact the team at info at foxholestudios.com for any and all inquiries.